sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Up the middle, into the end zone for the touchdown. He's got beat on this one. He's got knocks. Oh, look at that somersault for a touchdown. That might be better than the Josh Allen. Oh, it is. That was incredible. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on this Monday, December 12th. Yours truly sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon. And fire away. Uh, Eagles clinch. Vikings fail to clinch. Now do you believe me when I tell you Tua sucks? Uh, thanks for nothing, Cleveland Browns. Sprained but not broken. Yep, NFL officials do suck. How is that possible? And uh, so much for that guarantee. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks all coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Fox Sports and CBS uh, with the call there and the Ezekiel Elliott to your touchdown run game winner uh, for the Dallas Cowgirls and then uh, Josh Allen with the 24-yard touchdown pass that separated them to uh, uh, Knox uh, that separated their game with them and the uh, New York Jets uh, and again CBS with the call on that one busy day in the NFL yesterday some craziness for sure and uh, don't be careful, but here come the uh, the Detroit Lions. We'll get to that little story. First up, though, now, again, do you believe me now when I tell you Tua sucks? Ugh, horrible. Har- his worst performance since high school, and probably even not even then, probably ever, to tell you the truth. 35.7 completion percentage is, they're saying, his most inaccurate game, i.e. worst game, in the NFL or college, and I'm guessing, again, he didn't have a completion percentage less than 36% in high school. So this is probably his worst passing game ever. Oh, horrible. This on top of last week where he stunk out the joint as well. So I got to tell you, uh, not happy at all. Uh, really not. As a Dolphin fan, I've been dreading this day. You know, we, we me, I, I won't say we, but... I've had my doubts. I've told you all along. I'm not the biggest Tua fan. Most of it has to do with he can't throw the football 20 yards down the field and that he's always injured. But I gave him credit for supposedly being accurate. You know, they, they want to say he's the most accurate quarterback of all time and all that other mumbo-jumbo stuff, right? Never really bought into that, but whatever. And now these last two games, 10 of 28. At one point, he was 3 for 15 Three of 15, you and I could throw more completions in 15 attempts in the NFL when half the attempts are five yards down the field. Uh, 10 of 28 for 145 yards, sacked a couple times, did rush a couple more times. But this on top of last week's awful performance against San Francisco. 
And now, now you just wonder. I, you know, I can't even put the Chargers in the category of, well, he does well against the bad teams and uh, um, good, or he does poorly against the good teams and, and uh, well against the bad teams. But I, I can't write that off. The Chargers were 6-6. Six 6-6. and six. Six and six. You can't even say, well, it was a good Charger team. No, it wasn't. It's a mediocre Charger team. And he still, you, you're going to find out something. There just has to be, right? The guy can't be this good all season long without missing any pieces. And then uh, 10 of 28 and 18 of 33 these last two weeks. I mean, it, it just can't be. I'll write off last week's because it's San Fran. But if you watch the game, he wasn't missing guys that were like double teamed and not throwing the ball the right spot. He's missing like 10 yard passes where the to the running back who's wide open coming out of the backfield. I mean, it's it's not missing passes, it's being atrocious. There's gotta be. Something has to be wrong. Maybe they're covering it up with all the injuries, though you would think with two of this year and all the controversy with the concussions. You would think if there was going to be one player they would not do that with, it would be Tua. But what other excuse, Dolphin fans, do we have? I mean, it's embarrassing how bad he is. 145, 10 of 28. Are you kidding me? So second straight week, the Dolphins scored just 17 points. Second straight week, they lose. And second straight week, they fall further behind in the standings. And now for all intents and purposes, uh, I won't say definitely, but, you know, it, it's Buffalo's division. Kind of figure that from the outset. We all knew that, but we had some hope. Ten and three. Dolphins do hold the head-to-head tiebreaker, so that's going to be the one little caveat to it all. Four games left. They're two behind, but one of them is against Buffalo. That's next week. If the Dolphins were to win, they would be one behind, and they would hold the head-to-head tiebreaker. So is there a possibility? Yeah, I still suppose there is, but realistically, uh, they're going to be flying from, and I did hear last night they were saying they're going to fly back to Miami. And this is the NFL just screwed the Dolphins. Just absolutely screwed the Dolphins. So they fly out to uh, San Francisco. They play the Niners. They stay out there. Now they're going to fly back. They're probably just getting into Miami now. Uh, and then uh, four days later, they're going to hop on a plane and fly all the way up to Buffalo to play on a five-day work week. Yeah, that, that's going to work itself out, sure. Uh, real, real easily, I'm sure. All right, 844-843-6879. We'll run down all the NFL games when we return. And uh, we got the Cleveland Browns. Oh, the Browns are the Browns again, even with the boys in Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. No, the fake to Mixon. The throw, and here is all alone for the touchdown, Trenton Irwin. Fake toss to Swift. Goff oh. to the end zone. Touchdown, Reynolds. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid <laughs> Radio Network. 
All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, 844-843-6879, our toll-free telephone number, CBS and Fox again with the calls there. Uh, the Joe Burrow touchdown pass to Irwin in the third quarter, a little flea flicker action, and then Josh Reynolds getting a touchdown pass from Jared Goff as the, uh, the Lions knock off the uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, yesterday. One last thing on the Dolphin game for fellow Dolphin fans. So if you're standing on the bridge right now and you think all's lost, hop off the bridge. Uh, oh, actually, I shouldn't really say that. Don't hop off. Get off the bridge. Uh, excuse me. Get off the bridge. Get off the ledge. Get back on here because yesterday's game was a mere exhibition game for the Dolphins. What? Yeah, it, it really did not mean anything, to tell you the truth. How so? Well, either way, they would have had to have beaten Buffalo next week. Let's say the Dolph- right now the Dolphins are two back. Right? They beat Buffalo. They hold the head-to-head tiebreaker. And the Bills play the Bungles two weeks from now in Cincinnati. So they could easily lose that, right? So if the Dolphins win out and the Bills lose that game, Dolphins still win the division, even though they lost yesterday, as long as they beat Buffalo next week. Let's say the Dolphins would have won last night. Now they're nine and four. Bills are 10 and three. Now they're only one back, Scott. How, how's that not better? It is better theoretically, but in reality, it's not. Either way, they still would have to beat Buffalo because if they lose to Buffalo next week, now they're two back. They don't win the head to head tiebreaker, and all the other tiebreakers would be in favor of eventually it would be in favor of Buffalo. First one is head-to-head. Next one is division. Next one is common opponents. And then the next one is conference. And that's where, believe it or not, that, that's where the Dolphins would lose uh, with, the, Dolph- with the, the conference record. So um, all the others would be the same if everything aligns up the right way. So win or lose last night, the Dolphins still need to beat Buffalo. That's the bottom line. Now, playoff-wise, clinching a division or a clinching a playoff spot, obviously, they would have been helped out a lot more. But even that, with the Jets losing yesterday, you know, they're, they're still eight and five. They're still in the number two slot as far as the playoff picture is concerned. We're with the Jets being three and Cincinnati slash Baltimore being in the first wild card spot. So it's still not the end of the world. You keep the Chargers in it, and you lose the head-to-head tiebreaker with them. So you you are just one game up, or really a half a game up. But as far as winning the division goes, it really didn't play a role. The bottom line is they got to beat Buffalo next week. Are they going to? Probably not. Probably not. But at least the hope is uh, is still there. Uh, speaking of the Bills, they do knock off the Jets 20 to 12. I got to love this Robert Salah. You know, I mean, I, I guess it's okay. I guess it's moxie. But, you know, we've we kind of been down this road before with Rex Ryan. You know, been there, done that. It's it's really, it's almost an identical team. You have a mediocre quarterback, you have a great defense, and you're living on your defense. That's what the Jets are. And Mike White is no better than uh, than uh, uh, Sanchez, Mark Sanchez, which is uh, who the Jets quarterback was when it was, uh, you know, the Rex Ryan day. Big, bolsterous head coach, you know, talking after the game, oh, we're going to meet them again down the line, and we're going to play them again. What are you talking about? You're going to play them You're barely in a postseason spot. You don't have a quarterback that anybody wants. You, you basically buried uh, Zach Wilson on the bench to the point where you don't even dress him. And uh, you got a mediocre Mike White as your starting quarterback, and you're going to throw things out there like you're going to face them again. 
Uh, you mustered one lousy touchdown and a safety and a field goal. Big stinking deal. Uh, Bills win 20 to 12. Bungles knock off the Browns. First win for Joe Burrow over the Browns. Who are uh, are the Browns? I'll get to them in a second. Oh, I'll get to them in a stinking second. Uh, for sure. Another awful day for uh, Deshaun Watson. 26 of 42, 276 yards. Doesn't sound bad, one touchdown. But when you watch the game, couldn't move the football. No big plays. Sacked a couple of times. Um, you want to use it off and write it off as rust? Okay, I, I suppose if, if that you want to be in the optimistic, you know. But I don't. I don't think at the you know if you're 33 and you sit out a year and a half, I get the rust. But when you're he's not 23. But when you're 25, 26, 27, whatever you're 27, um, that, that you don't get that kind of rust. No, yeah, I mean it's not like he's not throwing the football. It's, it's not like he's not practicing with these guys. So. Uh, Browns, uh, you, you be careful with that uh, contract. Uh, let, let's face it. The last time he was throwing a football for the Houston Texans two plus years ago, uh, they won two games or three games, whatever it was. Speaking of the Texans, oh, they had a shot. They had a shot. You know what? I don't blame them for what they did. They're one in 10 and one going into this game. They have a three point lead. Thanks to a God awful Dak Prescott interception where I know his arm got hit but he wasn't completing that pass anyway. That, that defensive back was about to step in front of the wide receiver, a little 10-yard pass from his own end zone, regardless. Picked off first and goal with a couple of minutes left, up three already, first and goal from the five, and they can't score. They have it fourth and goal from like the two-and-a-half-yard line. They could have kicked the field goal, go up six, forced the Cowgirls to kick a, uh, uh, score a touchdown, but... You know what? With with two plus minutes left, I think they had a timeout. I, I, they would have. You you know they would have. And I think uh, you know Lovey Smith knew it as well. So we got the ball at the three yard line. We don't score. Uh, you know Cowboys got to go fifty yards to get in field goal range. Not the worst thing in the world. They go for it. They don't score. Stupid play. Busted play. They got a backup. Jeff Driscoll is quarterback. He went left. The runner went right, and that was the end of that. <laughs> you know, uh, thanks for nothing, Dallas uh, or uh, Houston Texans. Detroit beats the Vikings 34-23. How about that? They win. They cover. The game goes over. One of our few winners yesterday, as uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, you know, 31 of 41, 425 yards, two touchdowns. Boy, what a great game from him, right? Yeah, I suppose. I, I don't know what it is about this dude. He puts up numbers, but he just doesn't get wins. I, I know they're 10-3. and three, That's pretty good. But they ran for 23 yards yesterday. 20, really 22 if you want to include uh, uh, Madison's minus one. Dalvin Cook, 15 carries for 23 yards against the Detroit Lions. The Lions. Jared Goff threw for 333 touchdowns. They've won five of their last six, and they are very much, knowing they beat the Giants, who, who have the goofy tie anyway, uh, they are, believe it or not, very much alive in the NFC playoff picture. They're not going to beat anybody, though. They're, 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 they'll screw up. Their schedule the rest of the way, I must say, is not that bad, though, uh, as far as making the playoffs. Jets, but on the road, Panthers, Bears, and a lousy Packers team. Three out of the four on the road. Their road record, it's picked up. They've won back-to-back -back road games at Chicago and at the Giants. But earlier in the year, not the case. But they are, you know what? I, I, it's the first time we've said this since Barry Sanders. They're actually a fun team to watch. They have some offensive weapons. They're not bad. They actually aren't too bad. 
Jacksonville beat Tennessee 36-22. Wow. Derrick Henry goes off. See, a lot of these numbers are just like, well, you would never guess the score if you saw the numbers. You got to think, oh, Derrick Henry didn't have any uh, good game, right? No. 17 uh, carries, 121 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Ryan Hant, uh, Tannehill must have stunk, right? Not, not numbers-wise, 25 of 38 for 254 yards, two touchdowns, only one interception, sacked four times, offensive line. Uh, they got holes for Henry, but they couldn't protect Ryan Tannehill, and Tannehill's not the guy that he used to be anymore. Can't really scramble as much as he used to. Reaction, I guess, isn't as fast, but can't get yourself sacked four times against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Jaguars win 5-8. and eight. Titans are 7-6. and six. Boy, you talk about a division, and we thought the NFC South uh, was the worst division in football. Maybe it's the AFC South. Atrocious. You may have a 500 winner out of that division, believe it or not. Opposite picks continue. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Another carry for Sanders, and this one breaks loose. He's headed for the end zone. Touchdown. First and 10 for this game, the 46. Blocked by Gentry, going deep, and intercepted, picked off, Marcus Williams, deep. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, welcome back, Fox Sports, CBS Sports there with the calls. Uh, Miles Sanders, 40-yard touchdown run. And then Mitch Trubisky throwing not his first, not his second, but his third interception yesterday as uh, Mitch Trubisky is back uh, to being Mitch Trubisky. Got a little bit of a break yesterday. Uh, you know, never like to get into the game this way, but uh, uh, Kenny Pickett got hurt uh, in concussion protocol. So in came Trubisky and uh, out went basically the chances of the Steelers winning the football game. Well, he is bad. He, he's just gotten worse. You, you look at that draft choice for the uh, uh, Chicago Bears, and you just say, wow. Really only had one good year in North Carolina, too. But at a big arm, tall, all the, you know, all the principles you think you, you would make for a great NFL quarterback, and... Nah, one of the interceptions just kind of threw it up, but the other two were just bad. Ravens beat the Steelers 16-14 with a third-string quarterback. This Steeler team is just so wacky. Uh, I don't, you know, they play a lot of close games, but Tyler Huntley was starting for Lamar Jackson. Huntley gets hurt. Anthony Brown comes in. You know they're running the football, for goodness sakes, and uh, J.K. Dobbins ran it down their throat. 120 yards. Gus Edwards had 66. They ran for 215 yards against a Pittsburgh Steeler defense. Wow. So, Ravens, you know, Steelers blow a chance to kind of get back into the playoff picture. Ravens win 16-14. They're the worst 9-14 maybe in the history of football. Well, they can't score some defense uh, days. The, the defense plays great. Others, they stink, but they got the win. Uh, they hold on for the two-point victory. Eagles blow out the Giants 48-22. Boy, the Giants' uh, ship is sinking and sinking fast. Uh, this team was 7-2 and two at one point. Now 7-5-1, and one, including a bunch of home losses. Uh, Eagles being one, Lions a couple weeks ago being another. This is an exaggeration. There's no two ways about it. 
Jalen Hurts is your MVP. If anyone votes for anybody else, I don't even know who you think you could vote for. Uh, Dak Prescott? No, he missed half the season. You look at the good teams. Kirk Cousins, he sucks. You want you want to go Pat Mahomes? Um, you know what? I, I, no, I, I can't do that. His numbers are pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I guess he would be the one um, that you would throw out there. But no, it, it, it's not only is Jalen Hurts the MVP. You could make a case. He's on pace for having, if not the then certainly one of the greatest seasons ever. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Guy has 22 touchdown passes and three interceptions and 10 more touchdown runs. He's on pace. You know, you got five games left for, you know, he's got 22 now, what, 30 touchdowns? Passing another 15, maybe 14, 12, 13 in that area running. And then you only have three interceptions. Maybe he throws one more at this point. So let's get a four, maybe five interceptions. I mean, you're talking about accounting for 40 touchdowns. And I know Peyton Manning had 40 plus touchdown passes. You've had quarterbacks that have had more than 40. But when you, when you get that split, it, it makes it that much to me more impressive because if you're a defense, you, you can't say, well, he's going to scramble around because he's throwing, he can throw the football. And, and, and if you're a defense, you can't say, well, we got to play back and cover these guys because this guy's going to scramble and, and run for a thousand yards for goodness sakes. Uh, so he, he's got everything. He really does. I mean, one of the, it'll be one of the greatest seasons. If he doesn't get hurt and it continues and they allow him to play in these games that are blowouts, which they're willing to do. Um, if he puts two or three more touchdowns on the board every game the rest of the way, yeah, he's going to end up with 30 touchdown passes running over. He's got 10 already running, so another 10 to 15 running. Phenomenal year. Phenomenal. Now, whether they get it done in the postseason, another story, but, yeah, uh, there's no. if your book offers up MVP odds uh, here in New York at FanDuel, they don't. Uh, I don't know what they would be. I'm guessing he'd be a prohibitive favorite at this point. Uh, speaking of Mahomes, KC uh, up to a 27-0 lead. Had to hold on for dear life. Bad beat. They beat the Broncos 34-28. Mahomes goes for 352 and three touchdowns. And, uh, you know, the one time, the one time Russell Wilson all year is playing well, go figure, he gets knocked out of the game in the third quarter, head hit the ground, trying to score a touchdown, concussion protocol. Those, he goes for 247 and three TDs. Kansas City wins. They don't get the cover. A little backdoor cover for Denver Broncos. That's that's a tough one. Twenty-seven nothing. Second quarter, you're cruising, laying albeit you know seven, eight, nine, and uh, they only win by six. That that's a tough one. That that that's a tough one. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, 49 ers Bucks. Wow. You know what? Maybe Jimmy G isn't so good after all. If, if Brock Purdy can go in there with that offense and put 35 points on the board, then uh, maybe it isn't the quarterback. Only goes to show how bad Trey Lance was. Now, he didn't have, uh, you know, uh, what's-his-face in the back for Christian McCaffrey, but we've had Jimmy G have success. Now we got Brock Purdy have success. How, how much success would Brock Purdy need in order for Sam Fran to say, okay, you're our quarterback next year? It's not Trey Lance. It's not Jimmy G. King looked good yesterday. He was a decent quarterback at Iowa State, so I'm not really that surprised. I don't know why these guys don't get drafted higher. I guess it's because of arm strength, but you don't need to have a gun to be successful. 
arguably one of the worst performances, right? I mean, I don't, t- I don't know how many times Tom Brady has lost football games by 28 points, but I guarantee it's not too many. No, their offense is just, we, we say week in, week out. I, I don't know, you know, listen, somewhere along the line, uh, Byron Leftwich, and I love Leftwich all the way back in his days at Marshall, uh, but somewhere along the line, he, he's got to take some hits. You got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Leonard Fournette, and you can't score but seven points uh, by the time you scored them with, with, you know, the game was over, it was 35 nothing. Week in, week out, you know, not all these guys have been healthy all along. I get that, but are you kidding me? The, either these guys aren't good or aren't nearly as good as they're saying or, or, or something, I don't know, something's wrong. Something, you, you got Tom Brady, he's throwing 55 times every single game. Crazy, crazy. How is it possible, by the way, Tom Brady's been in the league how many years, 50 how is it possible this is only his second game in San Francisco? You you would think they rotate all the divisions, right? Maybe they didn't start that until, what, four or five, maybe six, seven years ago. Maybe maybe that's the answer. But somewhere along the line, you would have thought he would have played a couple of other times, right? Been in the league forever. That's kind of weird. I knew this line had sucker written all over it. Carolina beats uh, Seattle. Unbelievable. Now, Seattle's backfield was all wounded. Walker didn't play, but still, you're the Seattle Seagirls. You're fighting for first place in the division. You know the Niners who you're fighting with are taking on a team that they could lose to Tampa Bay. And them being only three-and-a-half-point favorites, I, I knew I, that, that, I knew it. I just knew it. But how'd, how'd they know? Um, you know, the Panthers are 0-5 on the road this year. And I get it, not all without Sam Darnold, but Sam Darnold stinks. I mean, whether it's Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield or P.J. Walker, what's the difference? It's still the 4-8 Carolina Panthers, and they were only a three-and-a-half-point dog. I I didn't get that. You know, running backs, you know, Walker's terrific. Got him on my fantasy team. But, you know, those guys are generally a dime a dozen. Didn't happen. They lose 30-24. Oh, that's a brutal loss. Brutal loss for Seattle. Just can't lose those games. Then, of course, there are the props. You know the drill. By the way, Eagles clinch a playoff spot. Vikings could have, but they didn't. You know the drill. We play all teams to have a passing touchdown one o'clock games. Then we play them for the entire day. We play field goal props, each team to kick a field goal, and, and all that sort of thing, right? So they lowered the passing touchdown to 38 to 1, which is really pissing me off, right? Because it was 120, 130 to 1 all week. We we talk about it for a couple of weeks, have some fun with it, and they lowered it to 38 to 1. Unbelievable, right? So that that kind of ticked me off yesterday. So I'm going to put in rushing prop. 180 to 1 for all one o'clock teams to have a rushing touchdown. And I'm thinking to myself, myself, all right, you know, there's only seven games. Weather is getting nastier and colder, so maybe we anticipate less touchdown throwing and more touchdown running. But, you know, for 180 to 1, do I really think it's going to happen? No, but uh, listen, 180 to 1, why not? For a couple bucks, I'm going to win $1,000, right? You put five stinking dollars on the thing, you're going to win almost $1,000. I figured Bills and Jets, you know, there's going to be too many passes up in Buffalo. I knew the weather wasn't going to be good, so okay. 
Cowboys-Texans, I was a little concerned, but I did think Dallas was going to win big. So we'd have the chance for the oh-by-the-way touchdown. So I said, all right, you know, maybe. Vikings-Lions, I had no worries about it. I knew that was going to be a high-scoring game. Titans uh, and Jaguars, no worries. Uh, I do, you know, Titans are, you know, we have to worry about passing touchdowns with them. Same thing with Jaguars. They, they run and throw the football. Eagles, Giants, uh, wasn't really worried about them. More thinking the, uh, you know, more so with the pass. Ravens, Steelers, definitely no concerns with that one. Bengals, I thought. Browns, I thought. You know, as I started thinking about it, I got a shot here. They all came in. 180 to one ticket is set to cash except for the Cleveland stinking Browns. The Browns are the Browns. They kill us again. Didn't do it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils, get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks and newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Nice little 6-0-1 on Friday we last left you. So, we are now at 544 up, 596 down, minus 2500 even if you're a $100 player and you've been with us uh, since the start of the year, January 1st. So we have three weeks to get back to the zero. Here we go. Seven pack tonight. Going to start with NFL football. New England laying a, a point and a half at Arizona. Cardinals 1-9 and nine their last 10 home games. Patriots have one of the best head coaches ever. Cardinals one of the worst head coaches ever. Their assistant coaches aren't too bright either. As remember, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph called out Patriots offensive coordinator Matt Patricia, even though the Cardinals have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. <laughs> Love New England here. Well, give me Arizona plus the one and a half. Pick number two, NBA, Indiana Pacers, plus three versus Miami at home. Boy, the boys in Vegas are slow to react, surely. Pacers are better than most figured they would be, and Miami is worse than most thought they would be. In fact, the Pacers actually have a better record than the Miami uh, Heat, and they're getting points at home. Love uh, Indiana here. Uh, Give me Miami minus the three. Pick number three, Oklahoma City plus eight and a half at Dallas. Classic letdown spot for the Mavericks who are coming off their showdown with the Milwaukee Bucks over the weekend. You go from playing the Bucks to the OKC Thunder. Who's getting up for this game? Nobody except the Thunder. All they do is cover. Dallas might win, but they're not winning by double digits. Love OKC here. Eh, Give me Dallas minus the eight and a half. Pick number four, Minnesota teacups plus four and a half at Portland. All right, system play, back-to-back games for Minnesota versus Portland in Portland. Portland won and covered two nights ago, so you know what that means. We played Minnesota second time around. In fact, I'd grab a couple of shekels on the teacups plus four and a half and on the money line. Love Minnesota here. Yeah, give me Portland minus the four and a half. 
Pick number five, Celtics minus three and a half at the LA Clippers. Let's see. Boston has taken the regular season seriously as proven by its 21 and six record. Uh, same can't be said for the Clippers, who are only 15 and 13, including seven and six at home. Give me the serious Boston Celtic better team all day long. Love Boston here. Uh, give me the uh, Clippers uh, minus the or plus the uh, three and a half. Pick number six. We're going to go to hockey. Uh, Devils uh, pick them at the New York Rangers. Yeah, Devils beat the Rangers two weeks ago as they remain one of the best teams in the NHL. Now, Rangers will no doubt be out for revenge, but you know what? It's still the 21-5-1 Devils versus the mediocre 14-10-5 Rangers, albeit at home. Devils love New Jersey. You want to give me a team that's 15, 16 games over 500 at Pickham against a club that's under 500? Where do I sign? Uh, give me the Rangers uh, at Pickham. I lied. It was a six-pack. Six games all set. Arizona Cardinals plus a point and a half against the Patriots football. Miami laying three against Indiana NBA. Dallas laying eight and a half NBA against OKC. Portland minus four and a half against Minnesota. Clippers plus three and a half against the Celtics. And uh, give me the New York Rangers. Pick them against the Red Hot New Jersey Devils. Opposite picks for a Monday, December 12th. Good luck, folks. All right, I'll throw those uh, on the website as we always do. Here's another little example of uh, how nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas, as we always say, one of our signature lines, right? Uh, not to poke fun at these guys, but I just, you know, I, I get the New York Post, love the New York Post, love all the guys uh, that do their articles. So they have a New York uh, NFL betters guide where they have 10 sports writers. Now, these guys know what they're doing, right? These are sports writers. These are not just schmucks like you and I. These guys are professional. These guys are pros. So they give their NFL picks each week, and then they give three best bets. So I always like to look back and see how well they do. I won't mention their names. I just, I just, you know, I'm not out to make fun of them, uh, although I am. But uh, we'll just say Brian C. Uh, he had the Bengals winner. Seahawks loser, Bucks loser. He went one and two. Uh, my boy Steve Serby uh, had the Lions winner, Titans loser, Chargers winner. He went two and one. Not bad. Mark C had the Bengals winner, Cowgirls loser, Titans loser. Went one and two. Paul S had the Bengals winner, Titans loser, Seahawks loser. One and two. Uh, Drew uh, had the Vikings loser, Titans loser, Seahawks loser. Oh, and three. Uh, Ryan, Eagles winner, Vikings loser, Chiefs loser against the spread. These are all against the spread, obviously. One and two. Uh, Stitches, Bills loser, Bengals winner, Vikings loser. One and two. Uh, Miss Charlton, uh, Bills loser, Eagles winner, Chiefs loser. One and two. Uh, Howie, Bills loser, Browns loser, 49ers winner. One and two. Dave, Cowboys loser, Seahawks loser, 49ers winner, one and two. Ten guys. Actually, there's a female thrown in there. Uh, ten folks. One person went two and one. Nobody went three and oh. And everybody else went one and two or worse. Nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> you know, now, these guys know what they're doing. These guys, they know what they're doing. They recover the NFL. They cover sports. One and two or worse for not. Ten, boy, you used to if you're if you're a bookie or you're booked, well, you you just nobody wins, nobody wins. It is amazing, isn't it? 
So, all right, here we go. Speaking of wins, uh, how about our NFL trends from this weekend? How do we do? Let's see. We had Cincinnati laying six and a half against Cleveland. As uh, the Bengals are now twenty-seven and one against the spread in division straight-up wins. That's amazing. Uh, hit with the over Lions. That's two and zero. Jaguars were zero and eleven in back-to-back road games. Eh, they won outright. That was a loser on Tennessee. Uh, Giants seventeen and one under at home. That thing went over. That's a loser. Baltimore, the dog, nine and zero. Baltimore was a slight dog. That was a winner. So we're three and two. Under Denver, 11-1 this year. That sailed over, 3-3. Three and three. Under Tampa Bay, 10-2 this year. That sailed over, 3-4. And, four. and uh, Seattle, off back to, they, they don't lose three straight against the spread. 14-1 when they're 0-2 against the spread, but that was a loser. So 3-5. Three 3-5 and five. Three and five it was. So 36 up, 43 down, and uh, 2. As I always tell you, the pushes are just, or the, uh, the, these trends are, they're nice, but... Uh, they're not exactly, uh, reliable. All right. Pyramid plays best plays of our particular sport NFL tonight. I do like the Patriots. Uh, maybe it's a, as much of a, uh, anti, um, Arizona thing as it is anything else, but they stink at home and, uh, Vance Joseph sounding off. I, I'll, I'll just take Belichick. I, I can't bet against Bill Belichick. When you, when you look at the head coach, uh, across the aisle, I, I just can't do it. NBA will keep it Boston. Uh, I'll grab the Celtics uh, laying three and a half against the Clippers. I think that's the best play. Although I do like Indiana, but uh, uh, give me give me a Boston team that they don't lose two in a row. College basketball light schedule tonight. I'm going to go with Syracuse laying 21 and a half against Monmouth, which is one and nine. The Orange should be able to win this one by 30 points blindfolded. Hockey, New Jersey, pick them against the, the New York Rangers. Do like that as well. Shots on goal, got uh, about six games tonight, so not a monster schedule, but we still have seven plays that we're looking at here. How about the Montreal Cole Caulfield at three and a half? We're going to go with Vincent Trocek, two and a half, minus 130. We're going to use our boy Byron Rust, two and a half for Pittsburgh. Going to use Rupe Hints, two and a half, same game for Dallas. Ottawa, we're going to use two because they're taking on Anaheim, which is the worst team in the NHL as far as shots on goal allowed. Rare over four and a half, Brady Kachuk. He may end up with 10 tonight. We're going to use Alex Debrink at three and a half for Ottawa as well. And then we're going to go with um, Frank Vitrano, two and a half. We played him the other day, and he uh, he killed us, so he owes us. And then we're going to use a little parlay, Cindy Crosby, two and a half, with Matt Boldy for uh, Dallas, two and a half, or is it Minnesota? One of the two, Minnesota. And uh, that pays a plus 188. Nice little almost two-to-one parlay on Crosby and, and uh, Boldy. Both are two and a half, so those are more than uh, easy easy to get, easy to get. All right, open parlays. We lost Friday night on the Bruins against the Arizona Stinking Coyotes. I can't believe it. Best team in the NHL against arguably the worst. And not only didn't Boston win in regulation, they lost outright. Outright. 4-3 in regulation. Unbelievable. So, wipe that off the board. We have to start a new one tonight. Man, we were that close. That close to uh, the covering the number. So, where are we going to go? Let us see. I do like the Patriots, and I'm thinking that's... I do like Miami, or I do like Indiana. Um, 
Anybody else in the NBA? Cleveland? No. Oh, you want to do our system? Yeah, let's do... Uh, we can do the Celtics, too. Um, system owes us because Orlando actually beat um, Toronto in back-to-back games this weekend, which is unbelievable at home. So let's go with Minnesota. We won't get greedy. We'll take the four. Hundred hours on Minnesota plus four to win ninety-one. That's uh, leg number one. Teacups. We'll just go straight to plus the four. Soda plus four uh, at Portland. System play. Risking hundred to win ninety-one. All right. Uh, Blackhawks in action tonight? No, they are not. Uh, how about an underdog open parlay? We hit with New Orleans even against Phoenix on Friday night, so we're up to 52 bucks, and that's with taking the 25 out. So, leg number three. You want to really, uh, let, let's, why not? Let's double down on the Minnesota teacups. $52 on the money line to win 76. Minnesota. Minnesota plus 146. All right. Um, at Portland. So $52, which is what we had in our kitty to win. What did I say? 76 bucks. Yeah. System play has been very good. Again, it, it didn't come through the other night, but it's still 33 and nine. I'll, I'll take those odds with a number of those being outright winners. So why not? And, and there you go. So open parlay. We'll start a new one. Minnesota plus four. At Portland, and then uh, underdog open parlay leg number three, Minnesota plus one forty six at Portland, fifty two bucks to win seventy six. I'll post those on the uh, hockey page of the uh, website. So we got that. We got our shots on goal. We got our NFL trends in there. Um, boy, you tell you, Army beat Navy. Talk about a bad beat over the weekend. Army beat Navy twenty seventeen. Game goes to overtime. Overtime tied at ten. With an over-under of 33 and a half, you got a touchdown to give. It's 20 to 17. And they fired Navy fired its head coach. He's got over 100 and, uh, wins at the school. Only 11 and 23 his last three years, but still. You don't think Navy, the poor guy loses a big game and he gets whacked the next day. That uh, you don't think oh, you know, you know, organizations like Army and Navy would do that, but. You got to win. Unbelievable. 15 years at the school. All right, we'll wrap up shop next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. All right, wrapping up shop here on Sports Grid Radio. We got Lisi and Stevens coming up next. So, yeah, the Browns killed us. The Browns went. Our touchdown pass one, we got it down to two. The uh, the Jets, uh, uh, the um, yeah, the Jets and the uh, Baltimore Ravens were the only. Oh, no, the Jets did throw a touchdown pass. Did they not? Um, Mike White, no, but didn't uh, Flacco? No, yeah. So it was the Jets and the, uh, I knew there were two, Jets and Ravens were the only ones that didn't throw touchdown passes. And I thought when Flacco was going to go in there, we'd have a shot. And I figured White as well, but plus three conditions, but they weren't that bad. 
And Baltimore, we we were just we we were screwed. When Huntley went out, forget about it. They weren't running the they weren't throwing the ball at all. So we we came close. We did hit the all touchdowns, um, one o'clock and the entire way, the full slate. That paid five to one. I looked it up. It's not a bad little bet. I mean, you're not getting monster odds on that. But in the 14 weeks, five times it's hit, nine times it hasn't. So something that hits once every three times, FanDuel is giving you five to one. I like those odds. You know, it's it's hard for a team not to score at least one touchdown, right? So I'm going to play that one again. It's not, not a great payoff, five to one, but at least that one hit. And then the Browns were the killer. They were the only ones, one of the best running backs in the NFL, and Nick Chubb, and yet somehow or another, they're the one team that didn't have a rushing touchdown, one o'clock games, 180 to one. Man, one of these weeks, one of these weeks that one of those monster payoffs is going to hit. Russell Wilson uh, got a concussion yesterday. Debo Samuel uh, hurt his knee, ankle not broken, they're saying. Jerry Judy, I don't know how the officials didn't call a penalty. You see him implode, takes his helmet off, bumps into an official. He doesn't even get the, a penalty, let alone kicked out of the game like he should have. Wow. Jalen Rieger for the Vikings, guaranteed a win. Yeah, how'd that work out? And Paul Silas passed away. Sad news, former head coach, Boston Celtic player, won with the Celtics. One uh, with the Seattle Supersonics as well passed away. His son is head coach of the Houston Rockets, Stephen Silas, who won yesterday against Milwaukee. Death system came in. I like the Patriots tonight. Enjoy your day. Stephen's Lisa coming up next.